<laughs> Doodle Bible School. Hey, I'm glad to have you. Good to see you this morning. I'm grateful for our time together. I pray that what we cover today will just really rock your boat, make you happy, and show you where God is in your life and everything like that. All right, don't forget, Basic Bible, it's great for all that kind of stuff, but we're studying generally Genesis. That's where we're at, and I'm thankful that we can do this thing together. We're approaching the last third of the book of Genesis. If you've been with us for this ride, this is actually a transition in semester, if you're doing the semester thing. So we're into the last 16 weeks of our generally gener generally Genesis survey. That's kind of hard to say. But thank you for being here. Here we go. You ready? All right. Boom. Segment number one, as we always try to do, is we do the doodle. So I just moments ago, I cleansed my doodler, and I got my doodletator, and I am... Ready to go. Are you ready to go? Then here we go. Generally, Genesis, you notice I've cleaned the board because we're into a new semester, as I said here, and we are going to start in chapter 36. It's actually a pretty good place to start because there's just a little bit of a break here. The last half of Genesis is basically about Jacob. And uh, as we get to chapter 36, which is kind of a break in our semester situation, uh, we're going to just stop for a moment. We're going to talk about Esau. Esau doesn't get a lot of attention in the book of Genesis, as you can imagine, because he is not the child of promise. Uh, he is going to be an individual who's slighted a lot by his family, his little brother, and all of those kind of things. Jacob is going to take prominence, but there's something interesting about what God does in chapter 36. At least I find it to be very interesting, and that is he didn't forget about Esau. Esau, the firstborn, he's going to do some remarkable things, too. Now, in the remarkable stuff that he does, much of it, i got to be honest with you, doesn't really contribute a great deal to the coming of the Messiah. In fact, some of what he does, as far as his lineage is concerned, is actually going to be somewhat anima, anima, have an animosity toward it. However, I just want you to see that God doesn't forget people, all right? And Esau is going to be remembered, and in chapter 36, he gets an entire chapter that's just basically about Esau. In fact, we don't hardly even have a reference to Jacob in chapter 36. All going to be about Esau. So, if you're going to remember chapter 36, remember Esau's history. Now, in order to do the doodle, this could be rather interesting. How do I do this? I'll stand there. There you go. That way you can see it, okay? And you know me. I am not much of a, of a, of a, a doodle-a-tater. And so, I, I mean, I am a pretty good doodle-a-tater. I'm just not a doodle-a-tater. Doodle-a-tater. All right, remember, we put the little hat on uh, Jacob here, okay, because that's his little chef hat, right? All right, and then he's got his brother over here. We're going to make him just a little taller because he's a little taller, a little tougher. And don't forget to make him hairy because he's hairy. <laughs> I didn't know what else to say there. Oh, you could give him a beard. Yeah, we'll give him a beard, two eyes and a nose, and there you go. He doesn't have anything over here. All right, but the shadow of these two guys is actually a three. Now, this is the way, remember how you do that. You just make you a three here. All right, and then box it off. I've told you how to do that before. And then erase the middle. And that's supposed to be kind of a shadow. Now, I didn't do it very good. You're supposed to see how Gabriel has it all the way over here at his foot. Maybe I could extend it. How's that? I don't know. It's still not all that grand. <laughs> but there's your three. All right, but the six is really the important one. Because what we're going to do in six is, and I'm going to start backwards with my six, this is the way I do it, is we're going to go like this, okay, and put arrows here. 
All right, the reason for that is because in chapter 36, what's going to happen is even though Esau and Jacob uh, are going to uh, separate, the point is not going to be so much about Jacob in this chapter as it is going to be about Esau, the fact that Esau is going to go away and he's going to become a great nation, etc., etc. So there's my really lousy rendition of our doodle for the day. <laughs> Did you do any better? Oh, dear. Gabriel is so good at his artwork, but Sonny, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know what you do with me. They say that, you know, talents like that, they come from the parents. You know what I'm saying? So either either he got all this talent from his mama, or he took all of mine and I got none left. <laughs> 36. Esau's history. All right. You got that? So if I were going to test you over segment and doodle later number one, it would be what is the theme of Genesis 36? Esau's history. Remember, he gets one chapter, basically, to himself in the whole book of the Bible, and this is it, Genesis chapter 36. And can you doodle the picture? Well, not very well. <laughs> but we did, didn't we? All right. Oh, my. Look, we got new backgrounds here. This is a little guy. I, I met him recently, and uh, no, I didn't. I just pulled this picture right off of line. It's free picture stuff, and this guy happened to be there sticking his tongue out at me. So I thought, that would make a great backdrop for our time together in being silly. How are false teeth like stars? You ever think about those? How are false teeth like stars? Now, my dad's watching, and I bet he can tell the answer to this, because I grew up under my dad's tutelage of corny jokeness, and uh, he tells a version of this one himself. <laughs> so, Dad, go ahead. You know what I'm going to Go ahead. How are false teeth like stars? This kid clearly doesn't have false teeth, because I can see a couple right there. All right, so he doesn't have, so he probably can't even answer the question. How are false teeth like stars? Well, they're like stars because they come out at night. <laughs> You know, anybody's got false teeth, they hang and put them over here in a jar so they can get cleansed during the nighttime. <laughs> so how are false teeth like stars? Well, they come out at night. That makes a lot of sense to me, actually. All right. Segment number dos. That'd be two if you're speaking Spanish. Make a memory. That's going to stick it right there in the old gourd, and we're going to think about it, and we're going to say, I'm going to keep it right in there. Going to file it away for some day. All right, making a memory. Jacob and uh, his his sweet wife, who passed away already, by, hasn't she? Okay, so I probably ought to take her off the map here, but anyhow, we'll keep her because we kind of need her as we progress on through. Remember, she's already passed away, unfortunately. All right. And so Jacob says to his sweet wife, sweetheart, we gotta, we got to memorize this verse from chapter 36. And here's the verse. Then Esau took his wives, his sons, his daughters, and all the members of his household, his livestock, and all the beasts, and all the property, etc. See, it's, it's a long one. And you're saying to yourself, Sonny, what in the world? Well, we're starting a new semester if you do the semester thing. So I thought to myself, if you're going to get a big one in, get it in right at the front end. So that's what we're doing. All right, I'm going to get my head out of the way so you can screenshot that if you're using ESV. By the way, moms and dads, use whatever translation you want. You've heard me say that before. But all you got to do is take each line, say it five times. Then Esau took his wives. 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 Now, we know the first line. Then Esau took his wives. See there? <laughs> and if you can't get it that way, then leave out key words, print it off on sticky notes, Stick it all over the house. And every time you pass by that thing, you got to say it. I'm telling you, several days later, you're going to know this thing. 
I even know the first line. How about you? Then Esau took his wives. <laughs> See how smart we are? We already got line number one. All right. Then, so to test over segment number two, I would ask you these two questions. What did Esau acquire? Excuse me. Where did he acquire much of his wealth? I didn't really emphasize that, but it's in your memory verse. And can you quote the memory verse? This guy hanging from the ceiling here, he thinks you can. <laughs> I think you can, but probably not yet. I think you're probably going to need just a little more work. Because I didn't know we just got it here. You didn't even know up until 30 seconds ago what the verse was going to be. You could be bright. You could be brilliant. And I suspect you are. But I don't suspect you got the whole verse memorized yet, do you? Well, if you do, fist bump. All right. You gotta love him. Wiener dog coming right at you. See, he's just galloping right at you because he's excited. Oh boy, oh boy. Another silly. <laughs> he can't hardly wait for me to push the button. He's just running right into the room saying, Sonny, what's the silly? Okay, here you go. What are we gonna call this guy? Waldo. Waldo the weenie dog. Let's go with Waldo. You go with that? And I probably won't remember it next time, so you're gonna have to remember me. Remember me? <laughs> remind me. Don't remember me. Remind me. Waldo. Hey, Waldo. You ready for a silly? Okay, here it comes. A silly for Waldo. Why are A's like flowers? Why, are, why is the letter A like a flower? Why are A's like flowers? Because B's come after them. <laughs> Get it? The letter A and the letter B. B comes after A. B's, <laughs> they, uh, I don't think they actually go after A's. They go after flowers. Oh, that's the point. A's are like flowers. I forget, I, I didn't even remember what the joke is. Waldo, what do you think? Did we do good? <laughs> He's just still running towards us because he's not, he, he not here yet. <laughs> All right, segment number three. Three, three, three. Ponder here, watch it. There he is, my little buddy, sitting at the pond, pondering. <laughs> he's fishing. He doesn't ever catch anything, though. Did you guys notice? He never catches nothing. But he's saying, hum. And that word, hum, that is a universal word for, I'm pondering. Hum. And so let's ponder. All right, here we ponder. Pondering as we go pondering. These are the generations of Esau. That is Edom. You're going to see that later on. I think it's your last question. Esau and Edom. Edom is another name for Esau. In fact, he's going to become the father of the Edomites. All right. So these are the generations of Esau. So you'll notice from verse 1 on, it introduces that Esau is going to be the dominant guy of this chapter. So he got a whole chapter to himself. So he's a, he's a generation. I already read that. Esau took his wives from the Canaanites, from the land of Canaan. That's where he's going to get all of his wives. Now, Jacob didn't do that, right? Jacob got his wives from going off, right? Uncle, I was going to say Uncle Haran. He lived in Haran. What was the guy's name? Laban. Thank you, Uncle Laban. Anyhow, so Esau took his wives from the Canaanites. That'll be one of your questions because it's underlined. Now, here I'm going to, I'm going to pronounce these words correctly, and so you guys pay attention. <laughs> I have no idea how to say them. So we're just going to slobber over them. Are you ready? Here we go. Adah, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite. Now, how about this one? Aholibama, 
a holy vow. <laughs> oh man, the daughter of Anna, the daughter of Zebion, the Hivite, and Basemath. Gotta like that name. Basemath. That's Ishmael's daughter. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Ishmael's daughter. And by the way, the idea of of uh, what's this guy's name? Esau marrying Ishmael's daughter is mentioned, I think, three times in Scripture. Okay, so it, evidently it, it is the Ishmael. That would be, Ishmael would be his uncle, right? Because his dad is Jacob. No, hold on. No, not his dad. No, his brother is Jacob. Yeah, I got that messed up. Mom's really ashamed of me because mom loves genealogy. I'm going to try again, mother. I slobbered on myself there for a moment, okay? Esau's uncle is, is Ishmael. Esau's dad is Isaac. There, I got it right, Mom. And Isaac and Ishmael both came from Abraham. So, I think I got this right, Mom. Tell me if I'm wrong. But I think I got this. I think I got it. I think this is saying that he married, Esau married his cousin. I think he married his cousin. And her name's Basemath. <laughs> what a name. Anyhow, she's the sister of Nabioth. And... Adah bore to Esau, Eliphaz, Basemath bore Ruel, and Aholibama bore Jush, Jalam, and Korah. These are the sons of Esau who were born to him in the land of Canaan. <laughs> That's a mouthful, isn't it? Then Esau took his wives, his sons, his daughters, and all the members of his household, his livestock, and all his beasts, and all the property he had acquired in the land of Canaan. He went into a land away from his brother Jacob. Does that sound familiar or not, too? Because that's your memory verse. For their possessions were too great for them to dwell together. That's kind of interesting. It's kind of like Abraham and uh, Lot. You remember back in the day? They had too much stuff, too, and they had to go different directions. They got too much stuff. The land of their sojournings, uh, could not support them because of their livestock. Esau settled in the hill country of Seir. Esau is Edom. There you go. All five questions are right there underlined in front of you. So here are the questions that I would ask as you prepare for segment number three. You got them? Here, I'll step out of the way. No, I'm not even in the way. I'm going to stand right here. Oh, if I stand right here, you can see two versions of me. Can you see that guy? <laughs> How's that? You like that? Yeah, I get just a little bit more. Go ahead, screenshot it. I'm waiting. Go ahead. You got it? Okay. There's your five questions. Those are going to be on the final test, people. You need to know those. <laughs> you want to be silly? Me too. I love this background. I, I, I chose that for this new semester thing because I thought, you know, that's a cool background. I'm going to use that. So here it is. Why do birds fly south for the winter? It's beginning to look a lot like winter. No, it's not. We have had such heat here in Arkansas. But anyhow, we're getting towards the end. As I'm recording this, it's actually towards the end of August. Okay, so some of our heat is behind us, God willing. And it's not going to be too long until we're going to see some transitions here, you know, and, and the birdies are going to, they don't really... Arkansas is kind of south, <laughs> so some of the birds actually come here. But anyhow, back to our joke. Why do birds fly south for the winter here? Are you ready? Booyah! Why do they fly south? Because it's too far to walk, clearly. That makes a lot of sense to me. Why walk when you can fly? <laughs> Why do they fly south? Because it's too far to walk. I don't know, sonny. 
You're too silly. All right, let's go ahead with segment number cuatro. If you're speaking the Spanish language. Oh, did you see our boing boing? I'm sorry, I was in the way. I love the little question mark as he comes boing boinging here. All right, we're going to apply the why. This is one of my favorite parts of our entire time together because this is where we ask ourselves, why do we even care? Well, I'm going to tell you why we care because God has a lot of good stuff in his book, and here's one of those things we should care about. Are you ready? This is what drew my attention. There's a lot of things, and you could fill in the blanks with your own, but here's what I thought of. Their possessions were too great for them to, to dwell together, and I already mentioned that's a lot like Abraham and Lot. Okay, um, But it says that Esau is going to go off, and he's going to settle in the hill country of Seir. The thing that I find that's interesting about that is, remember, Esau is here. He's been here. This is home. Jacob, Jacob hadn't been here. He'd been off making all of his uh, wealth and all that kind of thing up there with Uncle Laban. And he shows up, and all of a sudden Esau says, you know what? I think I'm going to have to move because you just got too much stuff. I, I don't know. I'm not suggesting Esau was that kind of a great righteous example of things, but I thought it was pretty big of him to forgive his brother when he came back. And I think it's pretty big of him to be willing to move when his brother comes back and say, okay, you can have the land. Now, again, that's probably all of God, because God's the one who's initiating this, and it's going to eventually, Jacob, this is going to be, this is the promised land. His folks are going to inherit this. I get all of that. But I just think that you have to consider that Esau's making some pretty interesting decisions here. I do believe that we have free will, and I do believe that Esau's free will led him to forgive his brother when he came home and to give up the promised land area so that his little brother could have it. I personally believe that that is true. Now, that being said, here are some application questions for you. How much forgiveness would it have taken for Esau to move away rather than to make Jacob move? I mean, you think about it. Little brother could have come home. He didn't have to be mean about it because that son, you know, we, you just, I appreciate you coming home. It's good to see you, but uh, we don't have enough space here. You're going to have to move someplace else. I mean, Esau's been here, but he doesn't. He says, I'll move. And then have you ever, been, have you ever received a gift from somebody that you actually had hurt? I have. It's humbling. How did it make you feel? Oops, I gave you the answer to that one. It's humbling. And remember, Jacob had been really mean to his older brother. He stole stuff from his older brother, remember? And yet when he comes home, Esau is willing to forgive him, evidently, and to give him the whole area to be his own. I think that's pretty big, Esau. Just my thoughts. So if you're going to be tested over segment number two, I would ask you this. Have you ever received a gift from someone that you hurt? How did it make you feel to have somebody that you had hurt actually be humble and instead of responding in a mean way, they actually gave you something? How did it make you feel? Oh, open the blinds. I know you're thinking to yourself, Sonny, it's a new semester. I thought we'd have something new here. But no, I could not get rid of my buddy, the furball. I can tell, you can tell he doesn't care for me. But we're going to keep our buddy because he's just standing at the window. Every time we open the blinds, there he is. So here we go. What do you call an ant who fights crime? Ant-Man. <laughs> I mean, come on. Do you guys not know anything about superheroes? I mean, Ant-Man. That's not the answer to this particular joke. What do you call an ant who fights crime? Well, you call him a vigil ante. <laughs> vigil Auntie, ah, my buddy, he says, you are nuttier than peanut butter. Well, thank you very much. Oh, and I don't even like peanut butter. He says he doesn't even like peanut butter. Well, I like you, Furball. So you can just stay right there in the window, and we'll still see you every time we come back. 
He doesn't care for me. Moving on. Segment number five. Oh, dear. <laughs> I changed. We used to have a horse that came. Remember the horse that came in and said, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> Not anymore. Now we got this lady and she's saying, oh, joy, oh, joy, oh, joy. <laughs> Is that the way you feel when it's time for a test? Sometimes it's the way I feel. My youngest son is doing it. He's a Bible major now. <laughs> He's having to take all kinds of courses. And one of the courses is a math course, and he doesn't care for it. And that looks exactly like, well, actually, no. He's a guy, and she's not. But anyhow, he, he has the same kind of expression when it's time for tests. Oh, joy. <laughs> Here you go. You ready? All right. We are into test number 33, if you can believe it. But anyhow, here are your five questions. Five. There's not five. Sonny, can you even do math? That's five. And then there's five more. Five and five is what? Ten. Yeah, there's ten questions. Come on. Anyhow, there you have it. Those are the ten questions that you're going to have. I'm telling you, folks, you're going to have it. I know you are because I made up the final test. It's right there. All ten of those questions are on your final test. Can you do it? I think you can. I'm counting on you. You know what, let's take a moment and have a little bit of lubrication here because I'm kind of parched and I feel like it. Now, I've changed the next picture, too. I think you're going to like it. All right. Remember the last time we had that kid and he was on the roller coaster? You know, he had good deodorant because he didn't. But anyhow, and all right, remember that? Well, that's not him no more. Here we go. You ready? Watch it. Here we go. You're going to like this kid, too, I think. See, he got a thumbs up and everything. Great smile. I like this guy. <laughs> Do you like this guy? I like him. Well, that was fun. Yeah, it was. Sure. Go ahead. Admit it. It was. My question, though, is was it fun enough for you to support us so that we can keep this stuff going for a lot of kids like Mr. Thumbs Up there? <laughs> or even the dude in the last one that had coming down the roller coaster thing. You know what I'm saying? Can you? Can you? Will you? Will you? <laughs> Look, I even had my son make up a thingamajingy that you can use, and you, I don't know how you use it. Well, I do, but it's not. You just stick your phone over it. It's like you're taking a picture, and it it does something on your phone. I'm old. I don't get all this, but you can do that. <laughs> Go ahead. Right now. Go, I dare you. <laughs> Thank you guys for being with me. It's such a joy. I love it. Sonny Chow saying, be there. Matthew 16, 26.